Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Meet the Company Trying to Democratize Clinical Trials with AI by Megan Multaney A decade ago, Pablo Gravier was working as a VP at Kayak, the online air for aggregator, when he sat down to dinner with an old friend, a heart surgeon from his home country of Argentina. The talk turned to how tech was doing more to save folks a few bucks on a flight to Rome than to save people's lives. The biggest problem in healthcare? Clinical trials, she said. They're a disaster. Right now, the U.S. has exactly 19,816 clinical trials open and ready to recruit patients. Trials of promising new therapeutics to fight everything from HIV to cancer to Alzheimer's. About 18,000 of them will get stuck on the tarmac because they won't get enough people enrolled. And a third of those will never get off the ground at all, for the same reason. So were all the patients. Well, the vast majority of them either don't know the trials exist or they don't know they can participate. Since 2000, the government has kept details of every clinical drug trial in a national registry, but it's a nightmare for the average human to navigate. So most pharma companies use recruitment firms to painstakingly comb through patient medical records and find people who might be a good fit, geographically, genetically, and generationally. Each patient hunt is basically a one-off. Like, say, if every time you wanted to fly somewhere, you had to search on the websites of United, Delta, American, Frontier, Alaska, and Southwest one at a time, and then do the same thing for hotels. Man, the early outs were bleak, weren't they? Graver's new company, Antidote, does for clinical trials what Kayak and Orbitz and Priceline did for travel. It gives that painful patient-matching problem an e-commerce solution. Fundamentally, it's just a question of structuring information, says Griver, which is something the tech world is great at. I was shocked no one had done it already. The information that most needed help was something called inclusion-exclusion criteria. It's what makes a patient eligible to enroll or not in a trial. Things like age, sex, prior treatment regimes, and current health status. When drug makers submit new trial details to clinicaltrials.gov, most of it gets entered as structured data, the kind of thing you enter in a drop-down menu. But eligibility criteria gets entered in a free text field where you can write whatever you want. That lack of structure means a machine can't read it unless it's been properly trained. That's what Antidote does. 
Grimer's company started by amassing thousands of clinical studies from clinicaltrials.gov and the World Health Organization, and they hired clinical experts to manually standardize all that freewheeling trial jargon into structured language a search engine could understand. Then they trained it to categorize and identify studies using that language. If you search for adult-onset diabetes, it will know to pull up trials for type 2 diabetes and diabetes mellitus too, and T2DM, since they're all ways to describe the same disease. Called Trial Reach at the time, the company proceeded slowly, focusing first on only diabetes and Alzheimer's studies. Then in 2015, Graver's platform got a big boost from Big Pharma. For two years prior, Novartis, Pfizer, and Eli Lilly had worked together to organize their trial data to be machine-readable. But as they looked to expand the consortium, the three pharma giants realized a need for a more neutral host organization, so they gave the tech to Graver. Today, three years and a new name later, Anadote has annotated more than 14,000 trials, about 50% of what's listed on clinicaltrials.gov, spanning 726 conditions. The result of all this data structuring is that Anadote can take a number, say 50, and return studies that say something like this, ages eligible for study, child, adult, senior, but not studies like this, ages eligible for study, 75 years and older. And the interface is pretty slick. You type in your condition, where you live, then choose your age and sex. For a 50-year-old woman living in St. Louis, Missouri, 617 trials pop up. On the next screen, Anado asks how far you'd be willing to travel. Within 20 miles, the trial options narrow to 69. If you know what kind of mutation is causing your lung cancer, Anadote can winnow down the number even further. At this point, you could print out a list of the trials, take them to your oncologist, and discuss your options. Or you can click on any trials you're interested in, register your email with Anadote, and they'll send you contact information for the trial organizers along with next steps. They'll also keep you updated on any new trials for which you might be a match. The service is totally free for patients who can find it on their own or through a widget on websites for patient organizations. Through 231 of those partnerships, including with the American Kidney Fund, Muscular Dystrophy Association, and Lung Cancer Alliance, Anadote says it reaches more than 15 million people per month. On the website of JDRF, the leading type 1 diabetes research fund in the world, 27,863 people have searched for a trial using the Anadote widget since it launched in 2016. That's more than in the previous 10 years combined using JDRF's existing search tool. It makes it less of a wild goose chase for patients, says Esther Shore, CEO of Patient Power, an online cancer news site and Antidote partner. Surveys of their 30,000-member community have shown an uptick in trial enrollment since the widget went up about a year ago. There's just so much information for the common man or woman to get through. Technology can really make a patient's journey easier. It's also making things easier and cheaper for drug makers. Antidote makes money chiefly by selling this user database to the world's biggest pharma companies and clinical research institutions, helping them to fill their own trials. When you enter your email address, you're consenting not just to having your personal information shared with the sponsor of a particular trial, but to having your de-identified data shared with third parties. Antidote maintains that it still keeps up some kind of firewall. Pharma companies can't just contact you out of the blue. They have to place a request through Antidote that you can accept or deny. But the broad consent language in the company's privacy policy gives Antidote a lot of latitude with how it can use your name, age, sex, location, and any other details you provided by your medical condition. 
It's a trade-off between privacy and care that many patients are confronting these days. Like the seniors filling their homes and wardrobes with IoT-enabled sensors to keep track of their movement and heart rates, or the record number of Americans letting companies mine their DNA so they can know if they're at higher risk for genetic diseases like Alzheimer's or cancer. For Antidote's users, the promise of a cure, however distant, is well worth the risk. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.